Hello, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 61 of the We Are Speaking Podcast. During each weekly 30-minute episode, we address some of our favorite topics, including American history and culture, government, education, and politics from a Black perspective. We are very glad you're joining us today. The podcast is brought to you by our company, the Team Owens 313 Global Creative Community. We offer branding and marketing services, including valuable ebooks, online training, and small group coaching to independent writers and creative and solo professionals. You can find out more with the link and QR code shown in the show notes. As a free or paid subscriber to the We Are Speaking publication, you can access the podcast episodes through the website or on your favorite podcast player. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn, and also through the Substack app, which I hope you have. Mm. My name is Pamela Hilliard-Owens, and I am one of the co-hosts of We Are Speaking in partnership with my husband and business partner, Keith Owens, who also wrote and performed the intro and outro music for the podcast. And speaking of Keith, here he is. Hi, Keith. Good to be here once again. Okay, next Wednesday, September 27th, 2023, the Republicans will hold their second debate for the Republican primary. And as we're about to find out once we begin reviewing the backgrounds of each of these current Republican presidential candidates, it's really nothing more than a clown car full of clowns with really sharp knives. It would be easy to laugh and point at such a crazy spectacle if it weren't for the fact that these clowns could hurt somebody. As a matter of fact, the intent to do harm is more or less their campaign slogan. And except for maybe one of the candidates, Chris Christie, who is the only one willing to run as the anti-Trump, the rest are all promoting themselves not so much as what they can do for the country, but as what they will do to the country if they ever get got inside the White House. The good news is that not one of them, aside from Donald Trump, has even the slightest whiff of a chance of winning the Republican nomination. Trump's hold on the party is so strong that no opposition will be tolerated. That scratches out Chris Christie. As for the rest, they are all kissing Trump's derriere and trying to prove they can even be meaner than the MAGA Grinch himself. Yeah, good luck with that. Trump is a cult leader, and cult followers don't respond well to imitators. There's only one acceptable flavor of Kool-Aid. And that's where the bad news comes in, because that flavor is Trump. And it will also be interesting to see as we go along what these people think they're going to do. Is Trump going to, you know, last and actually become the nominee? But because the, the convention is until next summer, and who knows what's going to happen with him in all of these court cases by then. So if he becomes the nominee, are they all trying to be his vice president? If he doesn't, if he if he's thrown out of the race primary race, then what's going to happen? And which one of them is going to now uh, kill all the other ones trying to be the nominee? So that's going to be very interesting. The candidates who have qualified for the debate, listed in order of current polling, are the quadruply indicted, twice impeached, proven sexual abuser and rapist, two-time popular vote loser, former President Donald Trump, who is also known as inmate number P01135809. And he is still the far and far and away frontrunner for the Republican nomination. Here at We Are Speaking, we have detailed the existential danger that a second Trump administration would unleash on America. He is running to keep himself out of prison, that's the main reason he's running, for any of the 91 counts currently charged against him. He has said that his presidency will be one of retribution, and that he will attempt to jail and prosecute as many of his perceived enemies as possible. He will once again seek to placate his buddy, Russian President Putin, by destroying NATO and surrendering Ukraine to the Russians. 
Trump, who has stated his age as 77, will, re- will destroy as many rights as he can, including women's rights, civil rights, and voting rights. Trump, again, is not going to um, attend this scheduled debate. He plans to come to Detroit to woo the support of the striking UAW workers. Although Sean Fain, the leader of the UAW, has declared that the UAW wants nothing to do with billionaires who have no idea how regular people live. Interestingly, President Joe Biden, other known as Dark Brandon, announced that he will meet with the striking UAWs on Tuesday. And he's not only meeting with them, he's going to walk in the picket line. He's going to march with them. Yeah, yeah. so that's, that's going to be very interesting. I think it also is going to be interesting, I think, because one one point that had been brought up before about President Biden as well as President Obama, UAW has traditionally voted Democratic as far as their endorsement. Mm-hmm. But in recent elections with the, uh, President Obama as well as Biden, uh, more so Obama, the the voters themselves, Union voters, were what they were they, the what they call the ever elusive white working class vote. I hear that. Yeah, they all right. but, but those are UAW workers, and right. and and, two, and a number of them went for Trump. Right. Yeah. You know, so even with the UAW still endorsed Biden, a number of the workers themselves went for Trump. But I think that with this new leader, with new leader Sean Fain, and once again, it's, it's important to know how well that they threw out the old leadership. Right. So they were, and, and brought in Sean Fain, and he's very, very popular with the phone. And he has not yet endorsed Biden. Right. He's holding off on endorsing Biden because he wants to see how the strike goes and mm-hmm. also how the EV. I was going to say the EV thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Because because they're concerned about the, the EV because of possible, the potential loss of, of union jobs mm-hmm. and how that mm-hmm. will handle. You know, so he wants to. And, and, and also, I believe, because he's, he's, he was upset that President Biden gave incentives to non-union shops, auto right. shops. So they need to work that out. But still, the fact that he's, he has definitely made it plain that he's not backing Biden, backing Trump right, is, right, is very, right, is very right, important. Right. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, this uh, is number, two. number two, two candidate, right? We're reading them in order of, and understand once again that everybody after Trump, it falls off dramatically. Right. <laughs> so it's not like a close number two. He's just second. The second midget in line, uh, Florida Governor Ron. None of the candidates are even in the double digits. Right, right. All the rest are all the rest are just mm-hmm. it just drops way off. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, forty five, who who he's age forty five, who at one time was the number two person in the running, has sunk almost to the bottom of the pack. He's still the number two person in the running, though, right? Well, yeah, yeah. Although um, Nikki Haley is getting, you know, is, is coming up, and so it's cold. Uh, but right now he's number two. Yeah, right now. Right. Okay. But he, he's considered very awkward on the campaign trail and has been criticized for his policies against woke fights with the fights with the Disney Corporation, loosening of gun safety laws, destruction of universities. He deems not conservative enough and removal of duly elected district attorneys he feels don't follow his extreme policies. In the middle of the night, he signed a six week abortion ban. Most recently, he has advised residents of Florida to not get the newest COVID-19 vaccine. Falsely claiming that the vaccine itself is dangerous and will make people ill. His camp was interesting about that. Not only that Trump himself has gotten vaccinated, right? <laughs> but also, and so did DeSantis. So did DeSantis, right? Because he All, was for the vaccines a couple of years in ago. In the beginning, right? But also, that whole narrative has faded way into the background. Right. So right. he's he's pulling up the rear on that. I mean, now you can see people even starting to wear masks. If as many people wore masks during the beginning as are wearing masks now, right? We probably exactly. been okay. But when his campaigns decide that coming in second in the upcoming Iowa caucuses will be good enough to stay in the race. DeSantis handily won re-election last fall for a second and last term as governor. 
and initially declared that he wanted to make America just like Florida. Yeah, that didn't work out for well. <laughs> He's finding out that the actual majority in America does not want to be like Florida any way, shape, or form. Right, right. And it's really, really amazing to see how fast, how fast and how far he has sunk. It is, it is really hilarious because it, re- it really did look like he might overtake Trump or at least give Trump a run for his money. Until we got to know him. Right. Exactly. 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 Until people got to know who he was. And then a lot of the uh, pundits on TV are saying uh, the reason why uh, DeSantis isn't doing better and Trump is doing so well. If you've got the real thing, why settle for why that's settle it. for a copy? He said nobody wants Trump light. Exactly. No, you know everybody. Exactly. If you're going to be him, that's the one. I say, like I said, he is a cult leader, and they mm-hmm. do, and cult followers do not take any replacements. Right. Exactly. 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 So he's and I talked to some of my friends who live in Florida, and they say it's going to get even worse once he is not president. He's going to be so oh, angry. Mad. Oh yeah. He's going to be yeah. so mad and so angry that the last two years or three years of his governorship are going to be. Horrible, oh, yeah. Absolutely horrible. Absolutely horrible. So now, number three. Mm-hmm. And I say this at our side because this guy really <laughs> drives me crazy. 38-year-old Indian-American Vivek Ramaswamy has never held political office, has no foreign policy experience, but has some very interesting and daily and they- dangerous policy positions. And I also might say that he is a Hindu. And some of these evangelicals said, we're not going to put a Hindu in the White House. And so, yeah, he, there's that. But he, of course, opposes abortion and desires that all states adopt a six-week abortion ban rather than a national ban. Yeah, right. He opposes affirmative action, calling it the single biggest form of institutional racism. And although he is the American-born child of Indian immigrants, he opposes the guaranteed birthright citizenship in the 14th Amendment. And, and says he will end it on day one of his presidency. So he was able to <clears throat> get immediate uh, uh, citizenship when he was born here of immigrants, but nobody, he doesn't want it for anybody else. A lot of uh, when you started getting people like Ramaswamy and also other, I would say, skinned Republicans, mm. sometimes they feel like the only way they can rise to the top of the pack is to basically hate themselves. Exactly. It's basically exactly. say that every every benefit ever I ever had was a mistake, that right. I'm a mistake. I should not have happened. So close the door behind me so there'll, there'll be no more like me coming along. Right. Yeah. And the funny thing about him saying, I'm going to end birthright citizenship is number one, it's part of the 14th Amendment. And he doesn't realize that to change the 14th Amendment would take another constitutional amendment. So he just can't say, I'm going to end this apart. I'm just going to end the parts of the of the Constitution I don't like. Well, I think he's going to do it the same way that Trump. Right. Yeah, yeah, just, just, I, I said it with my mind. Exactly, on- <laughs> exactly. Of course, he argues against critical race theory, COVID-19, and climate change. And this is, I think this is the worst. He's vowed to shut down the Department of Education, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, the Centers for Dis- Disease Control and Prevention, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms and Explosives, the Internal Revenue Service, and the Nuclear Regulatory Commission. What's left? Just the White Exactly. <laughs> exactly. He says he will lay off over 75% of federal employees by the end of his first term. That only can popular. He feels he can end he can end the Russian invasion of Ukraine by giving giving Russia everything it wants, and again taking the United States out of NATO. He argues that the United States should use the military to directly attack Mexico and take on the Mexican drug cartels, and to end the fentanyl epidemic in this country. Ramaswamy believes that, and oh, this came out a few weeks ago. He believes that nine eleven was an inside job involving the FBI and the CIA. 
And the thing about it, it's so funny because, well, it's not funny because it's very sad with all these drugs, but the reason why they're trying to get drugs in this country, they have customers in this country who want those mm-hmm. drugs. They wouldn't try to try to get them across the border, whether it was fentanyl or anything else, cocaine or anything else, if there wasn't somebody on the other side to buy it. So, so, but then to, also, to, to say that I'm going to use the military in Mexico, excuse me. So you can you can take on my next favorite favorite person. Oh. I say sarcastically, <laughs> talk about Indian American. I want to get to Nikki Haley, who's a former governor of South Carolina and United States ambassador to the United Nations. She's the first woman of color to be a major candidate for the Republican president presidential nomination. Presidential, right? Have a vice president, right? And the and the first female governor to run for president. She wants to be the first woman president and the first Asian American president. Yeah, and I want a million dollars. She campaigns hard against Vice President Kamala Harris, who is also of South Asian descent, because Haley is afraid that Harris, not her, would be the first Indian American female president. Haley, who is 55 years old, has called for mental tests for any candidate over age 75 and said that 65 is too young to qualify for retirement, Social Security or Medicare. And I need to make a correction. I think she's 51 years old. Oh, okay. I, I think she's 51. Oh, okay. She considers herself young and everybody else. Uh, right, right. Just as, <laughs> yeah, the closer you get to it, the more, right. the younger it is. And although, although Nikki Haley was appointed uh, United Nations ambassador under Donald Trump, she has since said that January 6th was a dark day and anyone associated with it should pay the price. On the other hand, she routinely supports the white killers of black people and only removed the Confederate flag from the South Carolina State House after the massacre of nine black parishioners at Mother Bethel AME Church in Charleston. Like Vivek Ramaswamy, she both highlights and hides her Indian heritage. Her actual name is Nimrata, doesn't sound like Nikki. (laughs) And when her parents were able to immigrate here because of the work of the civil rights movement, her father could only get a teaching position at an um, HBCU, Historical Black College University. She is against LGBTQ rights and especially trans people claim that trans people who are now women using women's bathrooms are the cause of suicide among teenage girls. Of course, there's no nothing to pr- prove that, no figure. She's just making that up. Haley wants term limits for Congress and is against family separation at the southern border. Although she supports American aiders at Ukraine, she blames the Russian invasion of Ukraine on Joe Biden because of, of the withdrawal from Afghanistan. She supports a 15-week uh, abortion ban for each state instead of a federal abortion ban. Haley is very anti-union and opposes the UAW strike. And they all basically do the talking points. Mm-hmm. That's basically, and they all make sure to kiss Trump's ring. But then at the same time, when she starts talking about they should not be older than 65, obviously that's Trump. Mm-hmm. But then she doesn't mention Trump. Right. That's the main right, thing. She, right. she doesn't mention anything about policies because that gets that gets Trump and then that also gets Biden. Mm-hmm. And and again, Vice President Kamala Harris has not changed her name. Right. Nikki feels like she's changed her name. And that's, that's common. That happens often. Right, but, right. but the fact that she, if she's, and that's the once again that gets to be that really kind of perverted dance that too many in the Republican, or I should say, far right Republican mm-hmm. party feel because right. they jump in, but they realize they can't be themselves. They have to deny themselves right, right. to be in it because the party hates them. Right, but, and it's because Nikki's, you know, she says that she's part of her Indian American heritage, mm-hmm. but she just she acts, tries to act just as white as possible. That's possible right. And and Kamala, not only is Kamala an Indian name, and it has a meaning, I can't remember what it is, but her middle name is Debbie D E V I, and I talked to some of my Indian. 
Indian American friends, and they and they said they are so excited. That's her middle name because mm. it really means. And I got to remember what it is, but mm-hmm. it really means something in Indian culture. Devi. Yeah, so, right. And so when she says her whole name, she says Kamala Devi. Right, you because know. you can, you mm-hmm. cannot be unless you are white Anglo-Saxon Protestant, you right. cannot be proud of your heritage in the Republican Party. Right, exactly. Because exactly. they because they hate everything about it. Exactly, exactly. And now a word from our sponsor. The podcast is brought to you by our company, the Team Owens 313 Global Creative Community. We offer branding and marketing services, including valuable ebooks, online training, and small group coaching to independent writers and creative and solo professionals. You can find out more using the link or QR code in the show notes. And now back to our <laughs> podcast. Is it my turn? Yep. Oh, jeez, Tim Scott. Oh, There are no good choices. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Tim Scott is the 58-year-old, never-married candidate who is also from South Carolina. That and, right there was thinking. Never <laughs> right, married. Right. Black, they're, already, they're already questioning that. Yeah, they're black like, and never married. Right, right. And he's the only black Republican in the Senate. He has, uh, there's one, no, there's a couple of black um, Republicans in the House, including one from Michigan, who's who I will not name, but he's the only black Republican in the Senate. Mm-hmm. He co- consistently states that tired trope that he made it in America as a black man. So, of course, there's no more racism. Yeah. He loves to declare that his family went from the cotton fields to the halls of Congress in one lifetime. He's anti-abortion, and he's strongly anti-abortion, and said that as president, he would sign the strictest abortion ban possible. He's also anti-LGBT rights, stands for traditional marriage between a man and a woman. And he has to keep saying that because now some of the PRP <laughs> are questioning his sexuality <laughs> and says that America is limited, is limiting re- religious freedom, which to him means that Christianity should be the only religion allowed in America and the rights of non-Christians don't matter. That has that's how a lot of those uh, Christian nationalists feel. He says that he has a wonderful girlfriend, but he's keeping her secret for now. Scott, he wants school choice, and he's, of course, against critical race theory. And we can get into a whole other podcast about critical race theory, but there is no such thing in any uh, school below graduate Graduate school. Graduate level, right. Graduate level in, in college. Scott, he supports raising the Medicaid, the age for medic to receive Medicare, Medicare to 67 and wants to turn Medicaid into a block grant. That means it would go to the towns and cities, not directly to the right. people who need it. Of course, he supports tax cuts as um, the way to empower Americans. How's that been working so far? <laughs> and he also supports, but he also supports the DACA recipients. So he goes back and forth mm-hmm. on some of these things. But he does want to finish building a wall along the Mexican border. And he supports American help for Ukraine, but not a blank check. Like I said, he's t- he goes from one side to the other side. They all do. Um, well, they all do, yeah. But he voted with the previous president at 97.5%, while he voted with President Biden at 14.7%. And like Nikki Haley, he's anti-union and does not support the current UAW strike. Yeah, the thing that, on somewhat of a light note, we're talking about him not being married. First of all, even though I can't stand him, the fact that he's not married should not matter at all. Well, it wouldn't matter to regular people. Right, right. So I'm saying to regular people, it doesn't matter. I mean, but it, but it is held, a, any candidate that runs, it's pretty much known. If you're running for president, you have to be married. As simple as that. There's, there's no way you're going to get elected or nominated if you're not, if you're not right, married. Right. And it, which is crazy. That's mm-hmm. the way that it is. But the other thing I think is funny is him saying that he's got this wonderful girlfriend, but keep her secret. Right. It couldn't be keeping that secret. If they, if they can find out where people, if they can find out all the information they can on the internet now, mm-hmm, you mean mm-hmm. to tell me they don't, I mean, she must, she must not know who she is. Right. Exactly. What do you mean Tim's called me his girlfriend? <laughs> 
There's no way you can't. He couldn't possibly keep that secret and have any kind of relationship. Mm-hmm. There's no way, not in today's world. So he's. I'm. I don't want to call him a liar, mm-hmm. but it's very interesting. Right. Right. That right. That, that he's saying that he's got this, girl, but, but or that he feels. The need to have to say it because right. once again, okay, he knows it's a problem. Mm-hmm. So he says, I, I've got this wonderful girlfriend. Well, having a girlfriend is almost more of a problem than being single. <laughs> right. And but, it's uh, so funny that he's from South Carolina and so is Miss Lindsey Graham. Right, right. You're the senator <laughs> who's not married. Anymore. So they, yeah, so the way they play that is just, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, and then we get to, uh, <laughs> former vice president, like I said, no good choices. Uh, former vice president Mike uh, Pence, and he's having a lot of trouble gaining much traction in this race, and which is well, which is obvious because I don't know why he even thought he had a chance is right. amazing to me. And most Trump loving Republicans hate Mike Pence because he did not use the counting of the official electoral college votes to legally keep Trump in office. Those people consider Pence to be a traitor. He almost never mentions that Trump wanted him killed. Deeply religious Pence is trying to lock up the evangelical vote, but has been only mildly successful. Over his career as a member of Congress, governor of Indiana, and vice president, the 64-year-old Pence has opposed, oh, it's just one year shy of being not, (laughs) has opposed just about everything that doesn't match his extreme version of Christianity. He is against LGBT rights, same-sex marriage, civil unions, reproductive rights and abortion, sex education, condoms, or any other type of birth control. He's against the Affordable Care Act and raise in the minimum wage, any raise in the minimum wage, and gays in the military. He's too little late on that one. <laughs> Pence also opposed the automotive industry rescue package of 2008-2009 and the Dodd-Frank Wall and the Dodd-Frank Wall Street Reform and Consumer Protection Act and called President Obama a weak leader. He feels that Social Security should be privatized. Pence wants no amnesty of any kind for immigrants, is against the DREAM Act, and like Ramaswamy, opposes the birthright citizenship guaranteed by the 14th Amendment. He doesn't believe that humans are responsible for climate change and supported the impeachment of President Bill Clinton, stating that Americans should be able to look to her first family as role models. (laughs) Yeah, Maybe ask mother about that. Right. <laughs> Yet he was vice president for one of the most for one of the worst morally deficient presidents in American history. And here's why I don't. I, it's just amazing to me that he thought he could run because there's any in any if Trump had been successful, like we talked about, right. Trump is a cult leader. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. you're vice president. Okay, you were riding, you were riding shotgun. Exactly. So the, right there, if you had done what Trump said, do mm-hmm. you can't run? Right. Because they want Trump. Right. Okay. They, if you say you're against Trump, now you've lost the entire Trump base. And and and, and he's mm-hmm. barely said anything mm-hmm. against Trump. That's what I'm saying. He, he, when, after when when Trump's people said they wanted to hang him, right? He still he he went in and gave made sure the votes were counted, right? But then he still didn't want to criticize right. him. But and there's still no criticize him. And there's there's no. There's no scenario under which he could possibly win because there's no you cannot you you can't have this, the Trump base under any scenario right. whether you're loyal to him or not you cannot get moderate Republicans because there basically are no moderate Republicans mm-hmm. left mm-hmm. plus they can't trust you right. because you were with Trump right exactly yeah, so, and, so, and, and one thing that we forgot to mention was that he was also the official mouthpiece for the administration during the during the height of the COVID crisis right so he stood there and allowed Trump to lie about right. you know yeah I just inject your body with bleach right. and, and, and it's going to go away when spring comes. He just stood there. He, he, said he, did, he didn't do anything. So there's no reason for anybody to trust him mm-hmm. about anything. 
And and so why he thinks that suddenly that he should be the alternative. Mm-hmm. Chris Christie has more credibility right, right. than he does on and, that. And the other thing that he doesn't that he doesn't realize, because of all the ones we've listed so far, he's against the most things. Right. And he thinks that because he's an evangelical, because he's a, a, such a Christian, that all of America's with him. No. Everything he's against, the majority of Americans are for. for. <laughs> you know? right. So if he thinks that people are going to vote for him because of all these things he's against, he's got another thing coming. He's just he's running in his own mind. Right, there's no right, way. Right, right, right. Next one is. And the last one is former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, who initially strongly supported Donald Trump for president. Christie even helped Trump to prepare for the 2020 debates, and they were in, in a room, you know, together and, and going back and forth, you know, how you uh, prepare for debates, and then realized that Trump gave him COVID 19. And Christie almost died. Remember that? He was in the hospital and everything. And it, and it was worse because of his own physical con- condition, being overweight, although he doesn't, he does he, he when he says he's overweight, he said, yeah, I'm not overweight like Trump's overweight. But he just goes with, I'm just, I've been mm-hmm. overweight my whole life. But that didn't make it, that made it harder when he actually got COVID-19 and he literally almost died. Now, of course, when Chris Christie was, a, <laughs> the other thing to remember, when Chris Christie was a district attorney in New Jersey, he prosecuted and jailed mm-hmm. the father of Jared Christie. Who, of course, is Trump's son-in-law. Now, Christie's primary reason for getting into the 2024 Republican race is to stop Donald Trump from getting the nomination. He strongly declares that Trump lost the 2020 election and that Trump is responsible for January 6th. And if you remember, Trump got, I mean, Chris Christie got, got in a lot of trouble when President Obama came to visit him after Hurricane Sandy. And he embraced President Obama because of well, some of the policies or whatever. Because um, Hurricane Sandy hit New Jersey and New York very, very hard. And because he said, thank you, President Obama, for helping us with this hurricane, he, he was trashed. And that, I mean, it's crazy. And he's, of course, he's against a national abortion ban, stating that abortion should be left to the states as it is now. And you see what, how well that's going over. And he believes that gun control is against law-abiding gun owners and blames the increase in mass shooting on mental health issues. It's always mental it's health always issues mental health. when it's a white person mm-hmm. with a mass shooting. He believes that programs such as Social Security should be overhauled, not eliminated, but overhauled. Well, we'll see how that works out. And he vigorously opposes any immigration reform, especially any path to citizenship. And people forget Ronald Reagan was one of the ones in uh, that, with that path to citizenship. Mm-hmm. And he gave amnesties to millions of immigrants in the 80s. And, and people forget mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. He supports Ukraine and is against anything that Russia does. And like I said, he always points out that he was a Republican governor of a blue state, and that got him in trouble when he thanked <laughs> President Obama. And while he knows that his own candidacy is a can, candidacy is a long shot, he's for anyone who could defeat Joe Biden. That's right. his number one thing. So he's the one that's the one whole law that stands out that's actually an actual Opposition candidate, right? You know right. that. Well, that's, Asia, Asia has to right, but he's, he's not, not going. He's, right, he's not going anywhere. He's not going to even be in this right. So, yeah. so that right. So there's um that, that that's not drinking the Kool Aid. Right, right. But it's funny to, to point out, not funny, but I think interesting. We've talked a lot about when they take the way that they skirt issues, but in order to get in there, and they not pro and not pro enough, not anti enough, but just enough they think will mm-hmm. hopefully get the mm-hmm. voters. And it's almost like gerrymandering. They carve it out right, <laughs> just right. enough. And the point out just a couple, for example, he says, 
Social Security should be overhauled. What does that mean? Right, right. He doesn't say, see, uh, the, the hardcore say it should be scrapped. Right. But he won't say that. And because the other thing about... Oh, hold on, yeah, because uh-huh. is that, so, so that's one example. Mm-hmm. When he says Social Security said, well, should be overhauled. So he says, so he just, that just leaves it there. It's not really saying anything. Same thing when he says law by he blames the increase in mass shootings mm-hmm. on, on, on mental health issues mm-hmm. or rather than saying we should do something about the guns right about the nra that deflects it exactly. so it leaves it up so you can still get the nra money right. they all have that same script and that same game of just mm-hmm. of just how to hit just where to show there just enough support or just enough opposition right. to get the votes they need right. and the thing about the social security and the overhaul like he said he hasn't really specified but the be- first of all the Republicans forget how the Republican presidents raided the Social Security accounts, you know, to pay for some other things mm-hmm. because they gave so many tax cuts and there wasn't enough money right. for something else. So they took it out of Social Security. But the real way to enhance and strengthen Social Security is to raise the limit. Right. The limit right now, I think, is only $150,000. Something like that, yeah. Okay. And, and, and when I say only $150,000, there are so many people mm-hmm. who make much more than right. that. And if you would even... Um, up to $250,000, that would bring in so much more money, money into right. the Social Security. Because right, you need to strengthen it. It doesn't need to be, over, like I said, overhaul. Mean, you could mean a lot of things. Right, But right. The, pro- the program is so popular. Right. There's people are scared to say anything because they know that they'll, all Republicans, everybody, they'll lose right, every right. vote you ever had. You're right. talking about and because I'll not forget when George W. Bush tried to privatize it. And then, right, a few years after that, the, we had the Great Recession. Well, you know what that does to independent retirement accounts? And that's what would happen with Social Security. And so the best thing about Social Security is that it's the exact same every single month. You can always count on it. It's the exact same amount unless they increase it because of cost of living. But it doesn't go up and down with the stock market. Right. That's the best thing about it. So we'll have more to say about that. But those are the seven the seven candidates that will, except for Trump, that will be on the debate stage this coming week. And we'll see who's left after that. Because they haven't announced a third debate. Probably won't be for a few months. But meanwhile, Trump, of course, has to fight off all, all of these, mm-hmm. um, all of these uh, uh, different court cases that he has to do. So so we'll see. And that's all for this week. Um, and a reminder that when you upgrade your Substack subscription to a paid level, you really help to support us on a financial level. You can also benefit us by visiting our website to see what we can offer you with our valuable products and services in the Branding and Marketing Academy. And of course, support Detroit Stories <laughs> Quarterly. Um, and check out the show notes for links and QR codes. And thanks. And we'll be back next week. Oh, there's so much more to talk about. Yep. <laughs> We've got some interesting things for next week. Yep. See you next week.